If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Hot. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Good to be with you on the Balls Make Wednesday. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate you. On Twitter, it's at Cameron Show. Don't forget a couple things here coming up tonight for the softball game. If for some reason you have to work and you're going to be out and about and you're not able to uh, get your eyes on a set somewhere to watch the Knowles upset Oklahoma and win game one, putting themselves on the precipice of winning the national championship again, well, then you can listen to it right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. That's right. Our guys have it for you. Looking forward to it. We want to thank our friends at Witten Glass for sponsoring this. Real Talk 93.3 College World Series, Oklahoma City, Florida State, Oklahoma, tonight right here live on the air. There you go. There you go. And I think, did I miss? No. There's nothing. Do we have anything coming up tonight on Warchant TV prior to that? Do we have a show? Yes, we got, wake yes, up we, Okay, I was right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you read the trades, the internal memos, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. as I have it. Wake up Warchant tonight, 6 o'clock. The fellows will be talking about this and, and much more. And uh, there we go. Uh, we'll be good. So we're loaded up. We're all good. And I'm excited to see the game tonight. Hopefully uh, that goes well. I would guess... That we'd be all mildly surprised tomorrow if we reconvene in Florida State one. I think we would be. You'd be mildly pleased. Well, I'd be more than mildly <laughs> pleased. I'd be wildly enthusiastic. Then it becomes real. Then it feels like it's real, oddly. So I have a note from uh, Florida State here. Everybody in the media got it. But uh, on Tuesday, two days after your birthday. Mm, it's coming up, guys. Don't forget to get your presents in the mail. They've got more newcomers available today. Destin Hill, among others, spoke to the media spoke for the first time. Spoke to the media time. today. That's right. He says he's further along than he thought he would be. He feels better than so he thought he would be. Wrapping up just at the uh, the strike of 1 p.m. for seminal headlines on Tuesday. Conrad Hussey. Blake Nicholson for, at 1245. He will have spoken for the first time. 
as a Florida State Seminole here in Tallahassee. Ready to dominate, baby. That's your guy. Very excited about him. You're right. He will have wrapped up with the press as uh, we get set. Um, you know, I it, it bucks a trend that I've got a lot of faith and uh, belief in a player from California. That is true. It doesn't happen. Normally, players from California, ass. Soft. But we've turned the tide there. Micah Pittman was from California, and he was tough, if nothing else. He was very tough. Johnny Wilson's from California. He makes tough catches. Sometimes he drops the easy ones, but he ain't soft. He'll block you into the fifth row. Not soft. And, uh, oh, who was the the slot corner from years ago? Oh, Harris? Yeah. Michael Harris? Yeah. Is that right? I think that's right. Mike Harris. Mike Mike Harris. Harris. Yeah. 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 Number one. Yeah, he was. He was tough. Yeah. So we found the three tough kids in California. That's That's a miracle. In history. Yeah. Man, that used to drive me nuts. Well, maybe we got another one because I think this guy is. I think Blake's going to be a good player for us. Yeah, that list, by the way, you're alluding to, Tom, for everybody wondering. Uh, yeah, we'll get to hear from Florida State's new players. We'll get to hear from Blake Nicholson and Conrad Hussey and Edwin Joseph and Jabril Rawls. And then later the next uh, later in the week, uh, K.J. Sampson and Ashlyn Barker and Andre Otto and Dylan Brown and Turner. Yeah, so Dylan Brown Turner. Yeah, that'll be good. Excited? Yeah, somebody actually just asked, why isn't Otto here with the rest of the kids? Why did he arrive late? Don't know, but he's going to talk to the media on Thursday, so maybe we'll find out. But I'm sure it's just, you know, life. Yeah, by the way, Live Spectator, no, you recall, Lorenzo Booker was not tough. No. D-Rob's a good one, though. D-Rob was tough. I never, I mean, I never thought he was weak. Yeah. Look, some of it has to do with what a player is assessed as prior to their arrival. And some of it has to do with expectation of what a player is or is not, right? I think that's the whole thing. Um, it, it's it's um, Some of it's unfair. You're a kid in high school. You had a good high school career. Somebody projects you to be a superstar. You don't become a super superstar. And the guy on the radio says it's because you're from California. See, I, see, I, see, that's what happens there? That's unfair to you. That's very transparent, you know? Unfortunately, you're a high school kid who has a great high school career and you're projected to be great and you go to a school and you're not great, you're just okay, uh, and then you're one of many from the exact same place in the same area of California, it becomes a trend. and It makes it easier for that said radio guy to point out that, well, these kids from California are kind of sucking, kind of not doing what we thought they were going to do. See how it works? (laughs) It just becomes a frustrating aspect of it, and that's kind of what happened there for a while. For a long while, from kids originating from California that arrived here in Tallahassee. Because they're from California. Yeah. Like, Khalil writes out, uh, they don't drink water from the hose like we did. Uh, They drink Fiji water and such. There it is. I like it. And such was a nice touch there, Khalil. Yeah, I I don't know what it is, but I did uh, talk to a guy the other day. We were talking about uh, old school. You know, we so it gets asked a lot. Like, how come, and even we see this now, I see it in, in football games uh, in, in high school. You know, they have the water breaks now in game, in game. Like, right in the like, late first quarter, like, we got to stop and get some water. Okay, good. I'm glad that people are allowed to hydrate now. That's good. But when I played, we couldn't. It was held out from you. You'd have to run more if you wanted to get water. Like, inch that much closer to death, Jeff, and then maybe the water is yours. 
And we all know that's foolhardy. That's dumb. You shouldn't do that. I got you. Because the line between death and excellence yeah. is very thin. Yeah. So what I what I what I thought though about that was that uh, I I it's good that everybody can drink water and then in the water breaks whatever but uh, I do think that um, fundamentally th- think some things have changed I don't recall and I don't think you do either really maybe maybe it changed but we're 15 years apart I don't recall the 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 horrific horrific things of people falling out and dying or suffering from dehydration all that at the at the rate that we've seen in recent years, unfortunately. I don't remember that being a thing when I grew up, and this was the time where they withheld water. Now, you could say that proliferation of media means that we now know everything that happens around the country uh, the second it happens, and so maybe it's just always on our mind because we hear it more often, but it was always happening. We just didn't know about a kid dying in Kansas because we were in Florida or something like that. Maybe, maybe that's true, but I think, moreover, it probably has something to do, and I don't care. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I grew up playing video games. You can see where I'm going. I think staying in home all summer long playing video games instead of being outside playing probably makes it a little bit more difficult to adjust to being outside again and going through, say, two days. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Some of the things that we did when we played outside as kids, because I was there were groups, there, there were factions um, in my high school and in my middle school of people who were more indoorsy and people who were more outdoorsy. I was an outdoorsy kid. That's where I came. My parents raised three kids from the 70s before they got to me. So outdoors was the way to go. But I probably should have fallen out a few times oh. <laughs> because of the stuff that I did, you know? <laughs> and I'm not talking about getting into trouble. I'm just talking about all of the sugar that we consumed in my generation. The, the sodas, that was a huge thing in the 90s and the early 2000s. It was a 2000s. long time before people really realized that uh, you, you ought not drink soda. It's not a form of hydration. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm chugging Mountain Dew uh, Slurpees from 7-Eleven, and then I'm going playing three hours of hockey, and it's probably 115 degrees on the playing surface. And then when you came off uh, the, the, the court uh, from playing hockey, you were like, oh, Give me that Coca-Cola. That's right. I didn't give me an ice. There's nothing better than ice cold Coke after doing that. And you'd be dizzy. But, yeah. you know, this is what we did. Well, when you're outside all day, every day, and, and it's 98 degrees and humid and all that other stuff, yeah, man, I think I think that's true. You just play, and you learn how to deal. And, and if you, you know, grow up playing video games instead, then you don't. I love video games, but there was a time and a place we would come in and play them for a couple hours. But we were mainly outside. And we'd go from riding our bikes to playing basketball to playing football. And you got water from a hose. And then you played some more basketball. You played some more football. You played. You were, I mean, we used to have BB gun wars in the woods. How unsafe is that? We were shooting each other in the face. It was great. We would do it all the time in the Christmas tree forest down in St. Pete. I shot my brother in the back of the head and laughed. Ooh, well, there you go. I, I'm sure you did. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Get you some of that. Ran in front of the wrong guy. Yeah. We, um, it wasn't until late in, late in high school, probably college, that bottled water was a thing. It was from the hose. It was from the water fountain. It was from the sink. That was it. Yeah, that was it. And I got asked, was I on the surge? Yes. Surge, Wild Cherry, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Code Red, you name it. <laughs> you were drinking pure sugar. Yeah. Pure yeah. sugar. Surge was the best. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a surge. Oh. This, it, was, it was after my time. I don't remember surge being a thing. Beat Mountain Dew into submission. Not in sales, but in taste. It was amazing. I don't think I've ever, yeah. Uh, that's funny. No, most of, like, I'm not the guy. I'm very careful when we talk about, you know, the different generations. I'm very careful not to be the guy. Oh, things were so much better. I mean, no, look, man, there are a lot of things that are a lot better now. 
than they were when I grew up. They're, I mean, equipment for starters. Uh, you know, football is a much safer game to play now because just just improvements in the equipment that you're wearing, like that kind of stuff. But I do think if you're outside every day, all day, and I went from sport to sport to sport, I think diversification was very, very important. I'm talking about in, in the sports realm, it's, it's, it's true in life, but I think in, in the sports realm, like they pushed playing. If you grew up in athletics, I've told this story many times. So I played everything under the sun. I played 12 years of soccer. I, I played tennis. I played uh, baseball. I played football in high school. I you know played football, ran track, did all that, basketball, you name it. All these things, right? I tried to play the seasons. And obviously you're better in some sports than others, but you would play whatever that sport was, that was in season. And, and so it was time to do this, then it was time to do that, and you went from one to the other. And all of that, so that's year-round if you do it right. You're playing something year-round. And I just never, I mean, I, video games was a respite from that, like when you needed the downtime because you were so damn tired from having spent 16 hours outdoors playing something. Yep. That's, how, that's what you did. That, that is not the case anymore, and I don't think that's me shaming this generation. That's just uh, the reality. It's when you crash at your buddy's house. It was when the weather was bad outside, and you hoped it wasn't so bad that you lost power. You know, those were the principal two times for video games growing up. It got bigger as I got older. You know, Madden was a thing. NCAA was a thing. Halo. Like, as these systems got better, the Xbox, the PS2. Oh, was they got more realistic. You could get drawn in a lot easier. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'd never seen anything like the first Grand Theft Auto. I remember thinking, cool. this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I can just run over people. I can just go sit up on this roof and shoot hundreds of people while the cops bring the SWAT team. This is incredible. Yeah. GTA 3. Yeah. It was, was nuts. Yeah. That's when uh, I would put on, I had my buddy made me. A two CD Bob Marley best of burned CD CDRs. Remember those mm -hmm. CDRs versus RWs. Anyway, put those on for a couple hours, and I would just be a taxi. I've told that story before, but I would just do taxi driving, just because. Oh yeah. You know, well, I was also tired of doing the rampage. The music was fun. It yeah. was great. You're driving around, taking people to and fro. You're breaking the law. You're speeding. You're going over curbs and stuff. Oh man, hours of enjoyment. Looks like Travis Rudolph, former Seminole wide receiver, was found not guilty. Uh, I hope that he is able, if that is uh, a fact, gets a chance to kind of get his life together and, and go from there. Um, I don't know what that's, uh, you know, some folks are wondering now if he'll be able to go back and play football. Mm, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. And I don't know enough about the case other than what initially occurred uh, and what we read. And so I'm not going to expound on that because I don't know enough. I've got to ask uh James in the chat real quick. Is that correct? You can go to a fast food joint and go get surge right now? Is that real? I thought it was gone. If it's there on the fountain, I'm going today. It's happening today. You don't even drink soda anymore, man. What are you talking about? I just the, the nostalgia. The surge. I want to get you the surge. I want a large nostalgia cup with some ice, please. I wouldn't get the food from the establishment he named. I would always go get Zaxby's. Some chicken. You'd go get yeah, Zaxby's is what you'd go get. I mean, everybody's got a chicken sandwich, Tom, but not everybody has Zaxby's chicken sandwich. It towers above the rest in size and deliciousness, as I like to say. Zaxby's signature sandwich, it's an extra large hand-breaded filet, three thick-cut pickle chips in there on that split-top bun. Comes with your choice of Zax sauce or spicy Zax sauce. It's big, it's delicious, it's only at your neighborhood Tallahassee Zaxby's. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. 
Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Children, you're acting like children. Every generation thinks it's an Jeff Kemper Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Twitter, it's Jay, at Jay Cameron Show. Uh, so we just mentioned uh, former Florida State wide receiver Travis Rudolph. How about we segue in a different direction where it didn't work out as well. And it's certainly not something to be happy about. I remember the days when I first started in radio, the battle between fan bases, in particular those at Florida State and those in Florida. And that show back in the mornings used to take calls. And it could get testy. It could get nasty. It could get ugly. We'd have the tit for tat. Well, you're criminal and my criminal and your level of criminality and my level of criminality. And it was a bunch of people throwing rocks in glass houses for the most part. But every now and then, one of the universities would unfortunately really get on a run. Really get on a run. Mass criminality. Lots of transgressions of the law would take place for one particular school, say Miami. Or later on, it would be a school that we could all gang up on that we agreed about. Like, damn it. How about what's going on at Ohio State, everybody? And then many years later, you look back on those days and you think about something like Dillard's and you go, really? My man got a hookup at Dillard's? We crucified him? This is nuts. Lots of I mean, things that we've done. Hey, my friend Jerry worked at Moz Brothers and gave me a shirt for half off. Should I have gone to jail? So there you go, that kind of stuff. His name wasn't Jerry. I'm still protecting him. But... Then there were real things, real things, and we knew in those moments, like, uh, uh, I don't know that we want to joke about that. That just isn't good. But if we were still keeping score, oh boy. if we were still, if, big if, Tom, if we were still keeping score, Florida has been KO'd. There's no coming back. The University of Florida won. They won. I thought this was going to be about Dabo's brother. This is about the University of Florida housing on one miraculous team a bunch of murderers. Not guys who ran afoul of the law with a scooter or a shirt, but just straight killing people. Ex-Florida Gators captain Tony Joyner has pled guilty, no contest, to murder. He's the second Gator of the Urban Meyer era to face murder charges. We can keep going. There'll be others. Former captain Earl Joyner, Earl Tony Joyner, pled no contest this week to the 2016 murder of his girlfriend. The plea deal calls for a 25-year sentence on the charge of second-degree murder with a firearm. That, according to Lee Court County Records, he's credited with already having served 1,455 days in jail, will not be allowed to contact the victim's family, including his two daughters. Monday's hearing came seven years after... Abando was found dead in Fort Myers at the age of 26. That's all very sad. I'm not making light of any of that. 
Did you know this case was solved by Cold Justice, a true crime show on the television network Oxygen? I love all these true crime shows. And they're like actually solving crimes because they have these huge budgets, Tom, where they go back with these cold cases and they're like, eh, let's re-examine that. And they did. They re-examined this case and they found that he killed her. He appeared in 47 games with 27 starts for the Gators from 04 to 07. You remember those years? He led Florida's defensive backs with 59 tackles during the 06 national title run. Oh, what a team, that 06 team. Broke up a pass, had a tackle in that Ohio State game, the national championship game. He was also a team captain. He was also a teammate of Aaron Hernandez, amongst many others. Lovely characters. Urban Meyer housed down in Gainesville while on his way to that national championship. Multiple national championships. And... I'm declaring them, in retrospect, winners. Winners of the who is the more criminal-laden program. It can never be unseated. Florida, you gain and win the title once and for all. Murderers abound during the Urban Meyer era. Which is just so strange. because <laughs> It's all crazy. You know, when, when you're as stuck up and elitist, as graduates of the University of Florida No, no, often no, no, no. Are. moreover, Tom, very specifically, Urban Meyer's standards by which to run a program yeah. and the upstanding man he claimed himself to be all right. the while. Right, it very much fit the Florida profile of nose in the sky as they speak to you. I just find that very fascinating that uh, it's not Florida State, it's not Miami, you know, that lives up to that championship belt kind of billing. It's Florida. Yeah. What do you know? It was something to behold. Remember the admonishment of journalists who bothered to question the time to die bitch, Rainey? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who played against Florida State? Mm. Oh, many. Many did. Yeah. Many yeah. did. But he was reinstated. Either having hidden murder or assault. Yes. He was reinstated for the Florida State game in 2010. I, I do recall that. All I wanted to do was want to do the right thing. Take pictures. Just came up to me wanted to take pictures. Yeah, that went well for him. I heard a discussion the other day, and this is certainly something that has to have been discussed by Florida. There was an effort at one time to try to bring him back into the fold. I remember they had Steve Spurrier introduce him, and I remember thinking also, it's never going to work, Steve. There's a big difference between you and him. And while you were annoying, I actually think you might have been a decent dude. This dude? This guy? No. Not. A good guy. So much so that a man who won two national titles at the University of Florida is largely hated by its graduates and fans. Yeah, to their credit. And certainly administrators. Mm -hmm. And he was before they left, before he left, before it was over. They said, oh, man, this guy's not a good guy. Wow. Not a good guy. He's kind of sullied the reputation we've worked hard to build around these parts. You yeah, know what you think? Let's go grab his top lieutenant, Dan Mullen. Maybe it'll go better. <sighs> That was, can you imagine have been in that locker room? My God. That was Will Muschamp's point. Hey, you know, when I was guys, hired here. Guys, what did you want me to do? They told me to clean it up. I took over a locker room with killers. I have cleaned it up. Of killers. I mean legitimate killers, guys. I had to run off murderers. Sorry we lost five games this year. <laughs> it's a process. One of those murderers I ran off ran a 4-4. All right, I get it. Eight losses is a little much. Yeah. But I had, I mean, it's 80% of the roster. You told me to clean the place up. I thought you meant it. 
I would have loved to have seen that that Jeremy Foley conversation where you pull a guy aside. Now, listen, it hasn't all come out yet. There may be some things you have to deal with here in the short term that you didn't expect. We'll see if we can keep it under wrap. But just so you know what you're walking into, this place here was the house of horrors. You've heard of Den of Iniquity? No, no, man. We got nothing but killers, cold-blooded killers. Some have been found out. Others will down the road. We'll try to help where we can. Good God, man. I knew Urban Meyer was a terrible human being. You did too. There's overwhelming evidence of it, but damn it, man. I'm trying to find the, the timestamp on this, but somebody mentioned, have you seen that there's a podcast with Tom Brenneman and Urban Meyer? And I thought, surely that is satire. And then I find... Is it called Football, Faith, and Family? Are you no, kidding? No, no, I haven't found that. Okay, no, there, there goodness is, uh, gracious. That would be incredible. This has to be recent because I don't think Tom Brenneman would be hosting a podcast on the Believe Network, but he is. Oh, yeah. I, dialed I in with I, Tom I Brenneman. I think he would. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying years ago. I don't think oh, he would have been doing this before yeah. the before Castellanos he got drove one to left field. Yeah. But uh, episode 53, Urban yeah. Meyer. I'm dialed in with Tom and... Brenneman. <laughs> Tom talks with Urban Meyer about his career as a college football head coach. <laughs> Urban, what would you say the key is to covering up spousal abuse? What about mischaracterization in the media, Urban? How do you feel about that? We've both been victims of it. <laughs> Tom, he's the kind of guy you'd want your daughter to marry. Remember that one? Yeah. Every time Tebow was on the screen. I think I think Tom Brenneman would have fought Gary Danielson for the right. To unbuckle? Which is interesting, given Tom Brenneman's exit. Stage left center. Seems right on target to me. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels, and also uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin. Your hair, your nails, I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning, and I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it. And I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life 
with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jacksonville Jaguars have released an early look at renovation of what they're calling, quote, the stadium of the future. It's a multi-billion dollar project that includes developing the area around TIAA Bank Field and a critical piece of the franchise's future in Jacksonville. Yeah, you think? The rendering always looks amazing. It's always like a spaceship. Like every these days, every single rendering artist's rendition of what it's going to be looks like a UFO. The outside always looks like a UFO. You saw the way they ruined Soldier Field in Chicago. I don't know if yeah. you did. Yeah. They added this big giant UFO on top of it. We were there. Yeah. It's ruined. It's um Aren't they moving? I don't think so. Though. I thought the Bears are moving. Well, they ought not. It's Soldier Field. You can't leave. Just remove the damn UFO you put on top of Soldier Field. Where would they move? There's nowhere to move from there. Uh, I'm curious. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't real estate somewhere, but I don't think they move. It's a rumor. Yeah. But it's it's being, you know, Chicago Tribune and uh, NBC Sports Chicago. I had an awesome time. Uh, I've been to multiple, oddly, I've been to multiple games at Soldier Field. I don't. I don't think you should. They shouldn't move there. I think I like that location. And also what I would tell you about that is uh, that stadium prior to the, uh, again, monstrosity put on top to modernize it. And I get the idea. You have to do that in some cases. You know who did a great job? And you've been there too. And this is, I, I get it, man. You you cannot keep yourself in a position where you're going to remain and fall further behind financially those you seek to compete against because your stadium doesn't have the suites or doesn't have the modern touches of what we see being built all around the league. You've got to find a way. Very few have done it as well as the Boston Red Sox did it at Fenway and as well as the Cubs have done it at Wrigley. You still get a sense of those uh, two stadiums and the character and the charm uh, of the neighborhoods that they're in and the feel of uh, a stadium that's been in place for a hundred years. You still get that in those locations and it's a tough task. Now in Jacksonville, that stadium's a dump. You could tear it down and put what you want there. A porta potty would look better. That's fine. Do it. I don't care. I mean, do whatever you got to do, make it look like an alien ship. It doesn't matter. Uh, but some of these places have real charm and character. It's tough. You got to figure out a way. I wonder what was going through their owner's mind over the last 10 years. Because I I think in the beginning, there was a will to move the team outright to England, you know, for whatever dispensation they would get from the league. And obviously they committed to playing a home game every year for so many years or whatever it was. But now with migration trends being what they are down to the southeast, specifically the state of Florida, from all over the Rust Belt and wherever. You can't fit any more people, Tom. Have you been on I-75 and I-10? I mean, you can't you can't fit anymore. But if you're if you're a franchise in Jacksonville, the city's only going to grow in DMA 
as you know. Well, the they have enough space on. in Jacksonville. It's the largest city and landmass in the United States. It's huge. It goes on right. for days. You can live in Jacksonville. Your friend can live in Jacksonville. You wouldn't see him for three hours. But media market wise, it's only going to grow and climb towards the top of the rankings over the next ten to twenty years. So it would be wise to reinvest there, even if you take a bit of a bath on it initially. I mean, Jacksonville is going to replace, you know, a Cleveland or a Cincinnati. Sure, sure. In terms of market size, they're going to be larger up the totem pole. R. Wilmer, I'll answer your question. I don't hate Jacksonville. Uh, not not per se. Uh, where that stadium is in that area and where the landing was, it's all that was all garbage. It was all, as I used to joke, pickup trucks, cigarettes, home pregnancy tests. That was Jacksonville in a nutshell. Andy Reid could be spotted there. Yeah, but it's it's the Jacksonville Beach is beautiful, and some of the surrounding areas there are beautiful. That coast is beautiful. I love that whole coast. So yeah, it's Andy Reid and John Daly. Look at them. They're at the landing. Out. Oh, um, every time Jacksonville, not necessarily R. Wilmer, but people from Jacksonville are very sensitive. They're like rabbit-eared umpires. Well, they get picked on, though. They get picked. When they housed the Super Bowl, they got ripped because it is such a kind of a backwoods locale for a Super Bowl. Yeah. But we do the exact same thing with our home oh, city. Oh, I rip Tampa. Tampa all the time. I rip Tampa all the time. Orlando? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. That's it's correct. I'm an, I'm an equal op- On the JCS, I'm an equal opportunity ripper of cities. What is the descriptor? Number one with Tampa. Shady. And then number two, road hard, put, put up, up wet. wet. That is Tampa. Listen, they got a bus of whores at the Bucks games that you go and pay. I mean, that's come on. We've made fun of Tampa's expense forever. But I've also done the same with It's not untrue. <laughs> I've done the, you know, look, I've done the same thing. Jacksonville's always been, you know, what it is. Uh, but there are plenty of parts of Jacksonville that are great. And the beach is awesome and that, yeah. What is the most dangerous area of Tampa? The end zone at Bucks games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back to the story. Sorry, Jacksville. I do always get sidetracked. Uh, 62,000 seat open air stadium as it should be. And can we do that now? Can we do that, please, in places where you can do that? You have to do that. We cannot not have open air stadiums. Football is to be played outside everywhere, frankly, save for Minnesota. And even Minnesota, Minnesota, even Minnesota back in the day in my childhood played outdoors. And I thought, well, that's crazy. You're trying to die. It gets so damn cold in Minneapolis. Nobody needs to be outside. That is nuts. That's why they have skyways. But uh, Buffalo, it's interesting. They're talking about a stadium situation, too. I kind of feel like Buffalo does have to be outside. You can't because some of the craziest games you've ever sat down to watch are those snow games in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got to. That is correct. Because then Bill's Mafia becomes neutered at that point. Yeah. It feels very no, you have to, yeah. stuck up inside. The coldest game I've been to is Bucks bears It was in the 20s. It snowed. Uh, it went to overtime. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I had a, a great time. I've wanted to go to Lambeau. It is hard to believe they play outdoors in Lambeau. And you would never have that be enclosed either. I used to think... It's going to be easier to get tickets to those games now. I used to think... Uh, one of these days, I want to go to a game in Green Bay in the, at, the, at the end of the season, in the dead of winter, to be one of those poor bastards. You know, it's six degrees at kickoff. I want to be in that stadium. I want to experience that. 
I'm not sure I want to experience that anymore. I don't I don't think about it that way. My blood is thinned in my old age. I don't sit around going, yeah, put me in a stadium where it's four with a wind chill of minus 10. Mm, I don't know about that. That's a young man's game. That's a young man's game. In my 20s, I'd have made my way up there. I'd have gone. I'd have rode up to Lambeau or gone over to Foxborough or been where, you know, I don't know. You know, it was in the last five years that you were at South Bend and it yeah. was 12. It was 12. Wind chill of four, I think it was. I had a good time at that game, though. I yeah. mean, I, in spite of those fans in the ass sorry city. Yeah. Um, speaking well, of cities. It's because they created their own Knoll City with a tailgate set up that was a bubble. I mean, you talk about a bubble and championship series and playoffs being played in a bubble. We had one before that Notre Dame game. That was awesome, mm-hmm. the layout of that tailgate. So Jacksonville will build a new stadium, and good for them, and they need to. That stadium sucks. It's uh, it's time, uh, and I hope that it is a state-of-the-art stadium, and uh, good. And they have a – basically what they're telling you is it includes a shaded canopy that uh, will reduce the heat factor by more than 70% at the main concourse is four times wider than the current one. One of the things, again, the NFL does a good job of whenever a city hosts or builds a new stadium, they come in and they'll help fund some of that uh, and, and, you know, build it up so that they can house a Super Bowl. There will be a reward there. The stadium can expand to seat 71,500, um, and they have included in that the opportunity, the stadium, you know, to kind of be manipulated in a way that allow them to host music festivals, concerts, international soccer matches, tournaments, the NFL draft, all of this. There you go. There's a brief clip of it mentioning the NCAA Final Four. They want to host a second Super Bowl there. Uh, first one didn't go all that well, but they're trying to get it back. You build a new stadium, you automatically get a free crack at a Super Bowl. I mean, New Jersey did. $2 billion. With the stadium improvements costing $1.3 and $1.4 billion, according to Jacksonville Jaguars President Mark Lamping. Lamping also said construction, an entirely new stadium, and uh, whether that's on the current side or somewhere else in the Jacksonville area, would cost an additional billion. So they've been, you know, they've been trying to figure out the, the project here. Shad Khan says they're going to figure it out. The development around the stadium, guys. That's the key. It's going to be key. Let's get the development around the stadium mm-hmm. worked out for you. Surrounded by hotels and bars. Got to have it. So you don't have people in ships off the water looking in, yearning to be on land, having a drink before going into the Super Bowl. Is that what happened? Yeah. I they, see. I don't remember They had the line of cruise ships out there. There just wasn't enough space for them. It was, it was a mess. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. That had to be a fun day in the studio. They're like, man, he's feeling it today. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> here we go. I, uh, I I hate to have to do this update, uh, but I, I will note uh, accordingly that the Pirates were trailing against the woeful A's. Uh, but I will also cheer you up by telling you about our friends at Power Mill. Thank you once again, Power Mill Training Academy, for supporting the Jeff Cameron Show and sponsoring Probables. 
Powerball Training Academy, equipping your child, your athlete, uh, with the tools necessary to reach their true potential. Camps over the summer, so I know all of us as parents looking for things to do that are you know, fruitful for our kids. They'll have fun, learn something maybe. That'd be good. That'll happen at Power Mill. Whether it's softball or baseball, whether they're little kids just entering into the game for the first time in their lives or they're really good players trying to become a future major leaguer of the sort, if you will, uh, and everything in between. Power Mill's got you covered. Check it out, powermillsports.com. You'll see where you can book, and you can also sign up for a camp and, and do that. Explore the facility. It's gigantic. It's beautiful. Good instruction uh, is a given at Power Mill. All right, cue it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Yeah, so Bucko's trail, as I said, 9-3. to three. They gave up 7 in the first. Rowanzi Contreras sucked. Some bum named Hogan Harris is having his way with the Buccos. Mariners, Padres, George Kirby and Michael Waka. We got the Tigers and the Phillies. Reese Olsen and Zach Wheeler. Royals, Marlins, Jordan Lyles. Woo! If you're a Royals fan and you're 18 and 43, it's a toughie. But it's made all the tougher when you wake up and you have your breakfast and you pour that cup of joe and you sit down with your waffle and you say, all right, who do the Royals have tonight? The Marlins, great. Who are we rolling out there? Jordan Riles, he of the 0-9 with a 6-9-8 Lyles family. Here's something your dad would get correct. 18 and 43? Mm -hmm. Who was the president in 1843? Twins raise Pablo Lopez. Sean Armstrong. D-backs national, Zach Davies, Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin, what's, it, what's the actor's name, Corbin? Who, Corbin Burn? Corbin Burn? Corbin? Who was that? It's not Burns because that's the pitcher. Corbin Benson? Corbin Burnson? Cor- well, who was that? L.A. Is, Law? Wasn't that the show? Third baseman, Major League? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't remember that. Uh, John Tyler was the president in 1844. D-backs Nationals. Did you look it up? No, I looked up Corbin Burns. Is it Benson or Burns? Yeah, it's uh, Burnson. Did you look up John Tyler? No, I looked up Corbin Burnson. I was typing in right here. Corbin Burnson. You, you nailed it. Or is it in the chat? I haven't checked the chat. It was a guess. I thought I was wrong. I may still be wrong. You sure? Yeah. Oh. Twins Rays, Pablo Lopez, Sean Armstrong, D-backs National, Zach Davies, Patrick Corbin. I just said that. White Sox, Yankees, Lance Lynn, and TBD. We got the Astros and the Blue Jays. Ronell Blanco, Chris Bassett. Red Sox, Guardians, Cutter Crawford, Tanner Bibby. I like that name. Remember Jim Bibby? No, you weren't alive. Jim Bibby was a very good player for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mike Bibby. Point guard. Dodgers, Reds, Noah Syndergaard, Brandon Williamson, Mets, Braves, Max Scherzer, Charlie Morton. Martin! Orioles, Brewers, Dean Creamer. Hey, now. Corbin Burns. We got the... What a Corbin? What's going on? Cardinals, Rangers, Jack Flaherty. Only Flaherty. John Gray. Giants, Rockies, Logan Webb, Connor Siebold. Cubs, Angels, James... Uh, Jameson Tyon, I should say. And Jaime Barrera. That is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Tonight, Wake Up War Chant, everybody. Wake Up War Chant live on War Chant uh, TV right there. That's us. We're going to have it. 6 p.m., which is 
two hours before first pitch of FSU and Oklahoma. Which can be heard right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, all right? So we'll have that. We will have that. And uh, that's it. That's all, right? We got to go. Good work out of you. Oh, we got six minutes? What? What no, is I that? got two minutes. Oh, I oh, thought no, you... wait, we got five minutes. Excuse me. I thought you said 10 seconds. I couldn't see what no, we're doing was, there. No, it was, it was 6 p.m. for the wake-up war chant. That's what I was just holding up. Half okay. Dozen. A little half All dozen. right. That's what it was. I didn't know. Tomorrow, you and I will have to tackle the hilarious uh, merger, for lack of a better term. I don't, I don't know. Would we call it a merger? We haven't discussed that for one second. No, because there's a lot more stuff. I, I wanted to discuss it today because it's hilarious, but uh, the other reason I didn't want to discuss it today is because there's a bunch more stuff coming out now. I, nobody knows really what's happening. Yeah. Except that Greg Norman's out of a job. We know that much. Well, and that was always going to be the case. But I don't. That was the best part of the CNBC interview. And what about Greg Norman? Does he know? Uh, uh, no. um, <laughs> I called Greg just before this interview. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was laughing. I was still trying to figure out what was what and who was in the loop and who wasn't and what we are to believe and not believe and what does it mean and all that. Yeah, you got to believe Monaghan won't have a job anytime soon. Uh, but we'll be relaxing on his yacht. I think he'll skate. I think he'll he'll make it through. Rory McIlroy said today when he was asked, do you still have faith? Well, he said he felt betrayed. He said, I do. After a deep pause, he responded, I do. Which tells me that Rory knows that Monaghan's untouchable. This deal secures the financial future of the PGA Tour. Yes, it does. It's, it's the public investment fund for the Saudis that now take over. But what I'm saying is that I, I can't imagine Monaghan... Well, he won't have an active role in which he has to interact with the players. Maybe well, not, I but he's so. going to be well compensated. Oh, he'll be as, taken care of. He sold out. Yeah, he took the money. But he, he'll be PGA Tour affiliated. Even Jack ran to his cover yet. Mm, Jack sounded like an old man who wasn't sure what was happening. But he said, I don't think we should do that anymore, by the way. Stop running to 90-year-olds and asking them their opinion about anything. They never know anything. Stop well, it. Don't do that. What he was, he said the word charity in his response. Right. As long as his charities are taken care of at the Honda <laughs> and at the memorial, that's all he cares about. Do you see what I'm saying? That's though? the same There's, thing he did with the political I stuff. I know, but we, it's not fair. It's not fair to ask 92-year-olds, 89-year-olds, anything about anything. They're confused. They have very little sense of what's happening all around them on a daily basis. Stop asking them questions. But the fact that Roy responded that he still has faith in And I don't Monaghan, blame him, by the way. They're tired. It's been a long run. They're exhausted. That tells me that Rory knows he can't go head-to-head with him, that, it, that he's going to skate on this because the board loves him because they were bleeding money more than they were putting on. I think that's what was going to oh, well, come to Well, because they were up against somebody that has an endless trough of money, of course. Yeah. But neither one of these sides wanted the discovery to become known to the public. For and obvious what, reasons well, to both. <laughs> Look pretty bad. Yeah. That was the golf that they played together in London. We can't let this go to trial. I know. So what are we going to do about mm. it? Let's have lunch. Yeah, let's have lunch. Anyhow, I will. Yeah, we'll talk about this at another time, but or tomorrow. I think. I, I think we'll know a little bit more about some of the details. But I know it looks like so. Live dissolves, and this is now in essence the. Yeah, yeah. I think they might stamp live. Uh, you know, stuff all over their exhibition wing. To me, what it sounds like, well, they said team golf is going to be a part of the, of the solution. It'll be like the match, is my point. Is It's going to be the, the sideshow exhibition mm. wing of what they do. You can get players that didn't defect and didn't take the money to stomach the idea of the DP World Tour merging with the PGA, which is what they wanted to have happen anyhow, yeah. and perhaps even get them to stomach the idea that the public investment fund of the Saudi 
arm of the government is funding all well, this because this was this was proposed four years ago. It was, and that's where uh, Rory. Uh, I but, mean, it, it, a poor guy. He gets caught in the wash. Yeah, but you're not going to get those but, players, not John Rahm or any of them, others to play under the banner of Live. That's what Rory said. You know, this is PIF. This isn't Live. I still hate Live. Yeah. But you know, we're talking about a merger with the PIF. I'm like, yeah, man. Well, but the good, but the okay. good, yeah, he gets caught. Whatever up. you got to do to save face here. But he doesn't have to save face. It's Monahan that lost all, all, you know, face. But what I would say, and we'll we'll have a chance to talk about this. But I think the players will go along with that because we're about to make a ton of money, obviously, yeah. and they don't have a choice because it's it's been agreed upon as this merger. But I don't think you'll see any of the players go along with any of the ideas of live. First of all, nobody watched live. Those, those last two ratings, nobody was watching it. it. It's awful. Product. It's garbage. a garbage product. And, you know, nobody cares about team golf. Nobody knows who the aces are. Nobody. The shotgun start. What are we doing? Stupid. The whole thing was stupid. All right. Good work out of you. Maybe we don't have to talk about it. I think we summarized. Yeah. It worked, though. It worked for what it wanted to do. Depending. Uh, it certainly isn't a win for, say, Phil Mickelson, who's still wrong about all of this. But anyhow, there you go. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew B. Well, don't forget tonight, the game is on here, 93.3, and Wake Up War Chance at 6. Peace!